Welcome to the Pastor Nick Santo podcast, a podcast designed to help you live closer to Jesus. We hope that God uses it to encourage and empower you in his plan for your life. Now let's get into today's content. So we're in 2 Peter, and we're looking at this, this list of things that he gives to us to do. He, he uh, knows that he's about to die. Uh, he tells us that in the first chapter of 2 Peter. He says he knows inside there's something inside. His, his internal clock uh, is ticking down. He knows that the day is coming, that Jesus is going to call him home. And it's in his heart to put on paper uh, the most important things, the things that he would leave uh, us with, the, the, to leave in remembrance before he would go to heaven. And that's pretty remarkable to think that, you know, how many years did he walk with Jesus? Uh, he knew God for so many years. And to be able to sum up in three chapters, three Bible chapters, uh, the things that he wants left behind, you know, and, and like that's important things. And so uh, he makes the assumption that none of us want to lead aimless lives, that none of us want to be unfruitful, that none of us want to fail, none of us want to stumble, uh, none of us want to get to heaven. Heaven. Uh, we made it, but get there with nothing. You know, we cross the finish line, and uh, and Jesus says, "Well, you, you know, yeah, you're saved, but you know, the, your seat's in the back. <laughs> you know, <laughs> none of us, whatever that means. You know, none of us want that." And he assumes that, and so um, he he tells us that we start with Jesus, and and we have this DNA that's been put inside of us by God, and that DNA has everything already there for us to become everything that we should be. And now he tells us what we're to do. So what's in us is there. It's been planted by God. But now he tells us what we're to do. And so he gives us this list in verse, um, starting in verse uh, 5. And he says, for this very reason, giving all diligence. So this is us now. We're to be diligent to do this. And so he tells us to add to our faith virtue, to virtue, knowledge, to knowledge, self-control, to self-control, perseverance, to perseverance, godliness, to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, love. And so he gives us this progressive list of ads that we're to be diligent to do. We have a part to play in this. And so we've looked at faith, then we looked at virtue. Today we're going to look at knowledge. He tells us that we're to add knowledge. What does it mean for us to be diligent to add knowledge to our lives? I remember when uh, I first started out as a carpenter, um, probably 21 years old. Um, I was brand new in the trade. I remember the first question the foreman asked me on my first day is, can you read a tape measure? And I laughed, and I said, are you serious? And he goes, yeah, I actually am. And I said, yeah, I can, I can read a tape measure. Um, but, but I quickly realized that I didn't know much else. <laughs> you know, and uh, a lot of words, new words in my vocabulary, words like green. You know, he's green. He's green. I'm like, no, I'm not green. I'm Nick. You know, I didn't, you know, yeah, but I learned quickly that that just meant that I didn't know anything. And, and so, uh, you know, that was kind of the thing. And, and I just remember being told things like, you don't know what you don't know. <laughs> you know, you know so little, you don't know what you don't know, you know. And you really literally know nothing, you know. And, and so there's no knowledge. And, and, and funny, like I remember hearing that same kind of a voice uh, when I first became a Christian. You know, like you, you don't know anything yet. Like wait till you find out, you know, and there's little, very little that you know. And we actually are born that way. We're born into this world and we know absolutely nothing. And so what happens is that from birth, from the very beginning, 
we begin to accrue knowledge. And, and this knowledge just means, when he says to add to your faith knowledge, the word just means general intelligence, the gathering of facts. So when he says to add knowledge, we're to realize that we're starting from a nothing point and we're to add knowledge to that. We're to add facts to that. And, and really, like, a fact is just a fact. That's all it is. And it, and it means nothing else. It's just a fact. It's just adding knowledge. So this pencil is yellow. You know, that's a fact. You look at it, and you've made a determination. There's nothing to connect it to. You go to a piano, and someone says, this is middle C. And they bang on middle C. And now that's your reference, point of reference. It's just to the left of those two little black things. <laughs> you know, in the middle of the piano, right under the words that tell you the brand. That's middle C, you know. And, and you know, it connects to nothing else, but it's a fact uh, that you now have. It's knowledge that's been added to you. And so what Peter is telling us here is he's saying to us, he's saying, add facts. And what facts are, really, just by themselves, when you separate a fact from everything else, it's like a symbol chromosome in the gene pool. You know, it really by itself, it almost means absolutely nothing. You know, you can't determine much by a single fact, but nevertheless, we're to add them. Now, when you look at knowledge, scripturally or spiritually, or even in the physical world, it has two, it has Siamese triplets, really. There's three things that go together. Knowledge by itself almost does nothing. You know, to know something is to know nothing, really. And so you need the Siamese triplets, that go together, and that is knowledge, and then the second one is understanding, and then the third one is wisdom. And so knowledge is just the facts of something, uh, you know, basically what we've already talked about, the facts. But understanding, once you add understanding to the mix, what you're doing now is you're taking facts and you're fitting them together in order to draw conclusions, you know. So you're taking facts joining them, and then bringing it somewhere. So I remember, uh, I remember like with all five of my kids trying to teach them how to blow their nose. And that's actually quite a challenging thing. You know, there's a whole bunch of facts that need to be put together in order to kind of bring that to concept to where they can conclude that they could empty out this thing that's troubling them. They know that they're congested. They know what a tissue is. They know what breathing is, but they can't understand, put those facts together to realize that if you put the tissue here and force, forcibly blow out with your mouth, and I remember going, okay, and I'd show them, and then I'd say, now do it, and they would breathe in. They'd go, and I'd go, no, 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 no. you got to go out, out, and then they'd go, <laughs> you know, and, and I remember that struggle with all five of my kids. Another one I remember was sipping through a straw. They, it just, you can't get the concept. You know, they, they're, they're, they put, they put their mouth on it, but they don't close their lips around it. Or they finally close their lips around it, and then they blow chocolate milk all over the room, you know. And, it, and, and so understanding is, is taking facts and then joining them together to the point where you understand and can bring it to its right conclusion. Now, wisdom, once you add that to the equation, wisdom is how you take conclusions and work them together to produce outcomes. Okay, so facts is just gathering information. Knowledge is how, uh, uh, I'm sorry, understanding is how knowledge fits together. And then wisdom is how conclusions work together for outcomes. You know, we tell people, uh, our kids, we tell them, don't eat the yellow snow. 
you know? <laughs> okay. Now, the fact is don't eat the yellow snow. Uh, the why <laughs> is the understanding of what the yellow snow actually is, and then the wisdom is not eating it. <laughs> you know? And so the whole thing works together. You need facts, but then you also need understanding, and you also need wisdom. Now, the, the, the thing that is remarkable to me about what Peter writes is that he says nothing about understanding or wisdom. He only says add knowledge. He doesn't mention either of the other two. Now, everywhere else in the Bible that you read about knowledge, very close by, you're going to hear about understanding and wisdom coupled with it. Uh, Proverbs chapter 2, verse 6. And if I had the slides, you would be able to see it. So instead, you'll have to write it down or remember it. Or just trust me. <laughs> it says, For the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. The three together. Proverbs chapter 3, 19 and 20. The Lord by wisdom founded the earth. By understanding, he established the heavens. By his knowledge, the depths were broken up. Proverbs chapter 5, verses 1 and 2. My son, pay attention to my wisdom. Lend your ear to my understanding that you may preserve discretion and your lips may keep knowledge. Uh, my wife pointed one out last night that I didn't um, write down, but it was that by wisdom a house is built, by understanding it is established, and by knowledge it is filled with treasure. But these three things always go together because they're dependent on one another in order for productivity, productive lives, you know. But Peter doesn't mention all three. He just simply says, add to your faith knowledge. Now, why does he say knowledge, but not say anything about wisdom or understanding? And I believe that the reason is because knowledge is our part. We add knowledge to ourselves. Understanding and wisdom comes from God. See, knowledge is the foundation for understanding and wisdom. There's nothing to understand if you don't have the facts. And there's nothing to apply if you don't have the facts first. And so Peter assumes that if we have the Spirit of God inside of us, that if we add knowledge, if we learn, then those things are going to become understanding and wisdom. It's going to happen. There's going to be an automatic uh, nature to the whole thing. And so we're called to add knowledge to ourselves. Now, there are different types of knowledge, and he's universal here. He doesn't say one particular type of knowledge. He makes it so generic. He just says, add knowledge. You say, well, Peter, what kind of knowledge? Yes, <laughs> is the answer. And so the, the primal <laughs> and most important knowledge is, is the knowledge of God, to know God. That's what he talks about over and over again. He said it already in the passage twice before this place, is the, is the knowledge of God, knowing God. And so what does it mean to know God? To know God is two things. It's first of all, definitive. It's second of all, experiential. And so to know God in a definitive sense simply means to know about him. And we, we do that by reading the Bible. As we read the Bible, we get to know who God is because he tells us who he is in the Bible. And it would be like me writing an autobiography. If you read a book that I write about myself, you're going to learn about me. That's a definitive knowledge. But then there's a secondary type of knowledge that's more important. That's experiential. 
There's one thing to know about someone because you've read about them. It's second to know someone because you've spent time with them. And familiarity, or I'm sorry, uh, proximity breeds familiarity. See, so if you want to know someone, you've got to spend time with them. So if we're going to increase in our knowledge of God, then we must get to know him definitively, continually learning his ways and who he is as he reveals himself in his word. But then experientially, we know him by spending time with him. And sometimes, you know, we, we interact with people without exchanging words. It's not even conversational. It's not informative. It's just being around them. You know, sometimes, uh, you know, you go on a drive with someone and you don't say a word, but you can learn something about a person. You can learn about the, what they observe or the kind of music that they put on the dial, just being with them. And so part of our growing in our knowledge of God is our Bible devotion, but it's also just spending time with him. Not necessarily even praying, but sometimes just taking time apart to just sit with the Lord, to take him in and to enjoy him uh, in the ways that we can. And so we're, we're to grow in our knowledge of God. I remember one of the, one of the most um, f- formative points in, in my early Christian life, I was studying the Bible with a cult. I didn't know they were a cult. Uh, they were just doing Bible studies because nobody tells you that they're a cult. <laughs> you know, they don't have it on their T-shirt or their, their, their badge, you know. Um, but they were a cult. I, I realized it later. Um, and, and, but I was just studying the Bible. I wasn't enlisted or anything. I was just going through Bible studies. And I remember uh, I called Georgia, who at that time, she was just my friend. Um, and she had been saved for about two years at that time when I had just come to Christ. And I told her some of the things that I was learning. And, and she listened to what I was saying. She asked a few questions. And, and in her, you know, meek, gentle way, because she's not, she's not a bulldog by any stretch. You know, she's just very humble. Um, she just said to me, and, I, and she was in Potsdam. I was at Purchase. So we're six hours apart. And we're just having a conversation about spiritual things. And she just said, she goes, you know, she goes, I hear what you're saying. She goes, but I know God, and that's not God. And, and I remember, like, the hair on my entire body stood straight up when she said that. And I, and I looked at the phone like this. And I said, you know God? Like, I mean, there's name dropping, right? <laughs> but, but, but she goes, but I was like, and, 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 and I, just, I just was like, like, I realized that's what we're called to. We're not called to know about God. We're called to know God. And, and she had enough of experience in two years, you know, of, of walking with him that she didn't have to be able to say chapter and verse. She didn't say, well, first Peter says this and that disproves. She, she knew him. And so she heard something that didn't reflect the God she knew. And she was able to say, that's not right. You know, and that's what Peter is telling us, that we're to increase in our knowledge of God. It's experiential. The second thing that we're to grow in our knowledge of is we're to know ourselves. And that's a very important thing that I think a lot of us neglect to do. Now, we're acquainted with ourselves, but we're to really know our, do you really know yourself? You know, we're to, 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 in a sense, know what are our strengths and our weaknesses? What are our virtues and vices? What are our talents? What are our deficiencies? You know, and, and, and we have to know these things. It comes by observation. 
It also comes by revelation. You ever have uh, something happen in your life where you see something about yourself that you didn't know existed? It's not always the most pleasant and comfortable thing. In fact, oftentimes it hurts. <laughs> um, and, and it's part of the process of realizing that God knows us better than we know ourselves. Because when he reveals those things to us, we go, whew, <laughs> uh, Okay, you know, but it's an important thing. It's important for us to know ourselves. Recently, um, I, 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 I just felt like I needed to, to get a handle on where I was at in certain areas of my life um, and felt a little bit confused. So I just took like half a stack of index cards and I just started writing one, one or two words on each index cards uh, that were factors of my life at the present time. Some of those things uh, were character traits. Some of those things were issues. Some of those things were, uh, it really was like half a stack. So I, I did talents, uh, abilities, desires, ambitions, goals, uh, and just started listing one word things and writing them out, you know, and the whole thing. And, and then arranging them and, and categorizing them. This goes here. This can change. This can't change. This, this is part of me. This is part of the fall, you know, or whatever. And just going through this whole thing. And it was the most insightful thing because they were all things I already knew about myself. But to just spend some time like really looking in the mirror that way and figuring it out, it helped me to see a whole bunch of things very clearly, to get to the root of some of the things that I was uh, worrying about or thinking through or struggling with, you know. But it's important that we have a very uh, um, full and um, specific knowledge of ourselves. That's important. We have to know ourselves. And so we're increasing knowledge of it. The third area of knowledge that we should grow in is that we should just know basic truth. We should have knowledge of basic truth. Now, where does that come from? Uh, primarily from the Bible, right? Jesus said that my word is truth, John seventeen seventeen, right? And so as we study the word, we're going to learn truth. And so facts and anchors, the history of what happened in, in, in the past, the events that happened in the past, the doctrines that the Bible teaches, theology, all of these things are truth. And the Bible is full of truth. And we're to just grow in truth. We want to know truth. Another area where we want knowledge is that we want knowledge about life. Now, this is maybe outside of the Bible, but not outside of the realm of truth necessarily, but it's just generic things. So we want to understand, we want to be educated. We want to grow in our knowledge of science, our knowledge of history, our knowledge of culture, our knowledge of people, our knowledge of human nature. All of these things are just knowledge about life and we're to grow in these things. We can't stay still and stay stagnant, but we've got to have knowledge. And so every area where we can obtain knowledge, we're supposed to be adding knowledge to our lives. Now, when knowledge increases in every area on every level, what happens is that facts that we obtain begin to piece themselves together and we begin to understand systems. I remember, again, uh, when I was first in the trades, it wasn't my, my rookie month, um, but the second company that I worked for, it was inside the first six months uh, of, of uh, learning the trade of carpentry. I remember I had a foreman. His name was Dwayne, and he was a great guy. Uh, he was real down to earth. He was a journeyman. He knew his stuff, um, and he didn't have like this apprentice eater attitude, uh, you know. And, and I just remember like he he kind of took me alongside, and I remember saying to him, "I said, listen, I'll make your life easier. You teach me as we go." And I remember on one particular occasion, he said to me, "He goes, uh, he goes. I remember when I was where you are in in in." in this whole business. And he said, um, 
Mark my words, and he said, never forget this. He said about 15 years from now, he goes, you know, give or take, he said, there's going to be a moment where all of a sudden you realize that you understand this entire industry. He said, right now you're just learning facts, you know, but there's going to come a moment where it all clicks together and you're just going to understand the entire picture. You're going to see the whole thing. And I just kind of shrugged my shoulders and said, yeah, I could see that happening. I'll wait for that day. Well, that day came, you know, at the beginning, it was all facts. This is a nail. This is a hammer. This is a two by four. This is how you fasten this together. This is a wall. This is how far apart these studs are spaced. This is a level. This means plumb. This means level, (laughs) you know, and this is how, and, and you're just learning facts. But as you obtain facts, facts pieced together, you begin to understand systems. And when systems join together, you understand outcomes. And so you're able to take facts, gain understanding, and you come to the place where you, this is important, where you can see the next step. And that's always the goal is can you see the next step? If you understand, then you can see the next step. And so once you have understanding, then wisdom comes. You can apply energy to principles and you can create outcomes. Two by fours, nails, tools, time, price, collaboration, and order equals a house that I can either sell or live in. <laughs> you know, But you need facts with understanding, with wisdom, in order to do it. And thus it says, through wisdom, a house is builded, uh, according to the scriptures. Now, how do these things apply in the things of God? Because this is a Bible study and not a trades lesson. <laughs> how do these things apply? Well, when I know God, I know his values. I know his nature. I know his kindness. I know what he likes and what he dislikes. I know what he does, and I know what he doesn't do. You know, All of those things are important, and they come as I know God. As I know myself, I learn my motives. Why do I do what I do? What drives me? I know my weaknesses. Where am I apt to fail? What can I do and what can't I do based upon where I'm strong and where I'm weak? I know my tendencies, that if I get in this environment, it ain't good for me. If you get me around this type of person, it ain't good for me. <laughs> you know, if I'm in this environment, it is. You know, what are my pitfalls? As I know myself, I, I, I gain this understanding. As I know truth, I learn what works, what doesn't work in the world and in life. I know the outcomes of the past, and therefore I'm able to predict the outcomes in the present. I'd learned principles of how things work in the world, in the kingdom of God. I've learned truth. And now when I learn life, when I know life, I understand people. I understand culture. I understand trends. I understand human nature generically. I understand principles of business, principles of science, you know, all of these things. And when you put all of those things into the pot, and God begins to give understanding and wisdom, what happens is now I'm able to discern God's will for my life because I know him and I know me and I know a thing or two about what's right and wrong and I know a thing or two about my environment, you know, and so I can discern God's will for my life. I can discern God's way through circumstances. I'm able to navigate the things that come to me in life. So that could be an issue in my marriage. I'm having a problem in my marriage because I know God, because I know me, because I know truth, and because I know life, 
I have enough knowledge to piece a system together to address the issue that I'm having in my marriage. If I have an issue with my kids as a parent, as a dad, I've never been a parent before. There's no textbook on how to do this in this situation with this personality in this instance at this time in human history. But I can take the knowledge I have of God and of myself and of life, and I'm able to come up with a system to address the issue that's at hand and then chart a course moving forward. I begin to see the next step and understand what's the right way to go through it. If I'm having an issue even with my health, that you say, well, how in the world do you do that? Well, who made the human body? God did, <laughs> right? So I know the, the God who made it. Whose body needs help? Maybe mine. I know me, <laughs> you know? And so uh, the, you can take these things and you can address, you know what to do. God will give you wisdom. You might have mental problems, financial problems, whatever it is. If you have the Spirit of God and you're continually adding knowledge, then God is able to use what's in you in order to help you to navigate the circumstances that you're in. Another thing that happens when I have knowledge is that those systems come together and I'm able to learn to discern and hear God's voice. So in particular times when I need his leading or I don't know what to do, there, there's something almost automatic, instinctual that's in me where I'm recognizing that this is what God would have me to do. This is the right way uh, to go through this situation. I know his leading. Essentially what it boils down to is seeing the next step. I remember, uh, you know, that was probably one of the best pieces of advice I was ever given when I was learning the trades, is that if you can see the next step, then you're priceless on things. That's why I tell Rocky when we work together all the time. I just say, just see the next step. That's all I'm asking of you, see the next step. <laughs> and, and, and really, that's what God wants for, for us. He, he wants to give us the ability to see the next step. And that's just a, an amazing feeling to know what comes next. I mean, think about that in the context of your life, where you're at right now. Can you see the next step? You know, that's what God wants for us. He doesn't want us walking aimlessly down a path, not knowing where we're going. He wants us to have light for our path. And so he wants to give us the ability to see the next step. And where that starts is by adding knowledge. It's filling ourselves with his knowledge. And so uh, the reason why we're adding this to faith, right? Because what does Peter say? He says, add to your faith knowledge, right? The reason why he says it that way, listen, and we're coming to a close here, is because it, it is a faith choice that I have to receive this instruction. It's a faith choice that I have to add uh, knowledge to my life. And so the challenge for us this morning, the question that we have to ask ourselves is, am I growing in my knowledge of God? Am I, am I learning, am I, am I continuing in his word that I might know who he is in a greater way? Am I spending time with him where I'm experientially getting to know who he is. So that knowing God isn't just a matter of facts, but it's a matter of experience. I can say to someone, you know, I know God, and that's not God. Am I growing in my knowledge of God? Am I putting the time in and being diligent to add to my knowledge of God? Do I know myself? And where am I taking the faith choice to take the time to sit down and look in the mirror? Like, what, where am I at? Where have I come from? Where am I going? What's your will for me, God? 
Am I knowing truth? Am I knowing life? Am I being educated? Uh, am I doing these things? Do I read the Bible? Do I take time to educate myself? You know, um, everything gets recorded, so you get in trouble for saying things. But <laughs> Okay, my daughter uh, is into a, a political voice. There, good. No, I can't get in trouble. <laughs> and... and uh, um, and, and she had me listening to uh, uh, something that he was saying, and, um, and one of the things that he said just, just hit me, like, real hard. He just said, if you're not reading books, then you're an idiot. <laughs> and, and he said that he, the reason, um, the reason why, why is because if somebody writes a book, what they're doing is they're taking their 20 or 30 years of experience in a certain subject, and they're condensing it into something that I can absorb in seven or eight hours. You know what I mean? A fragmented or conglomerated time, you know? And he says, for me to not take advantage of what it took someone else 30 years to learn that I can absorb at least something of in the few minutes it takes to read the book, then I'm an idiot. And he goes, if you, if you die at the age of 70... You know, you can die an idiot. You can live 70 years and you can, you can die stupid. He says, you don't have to, <laughs> you know. And, and I just was so hit by that. I'm like, man, you know, we have such amazing resources for us to just add knowledge to our lives. You know, you, I don't know if you guys listen to podcasts. You know, I know you know what it is. If you have a, a smartphone, then you have free information about anything that you could want by experts that you can absorb while you're doing something else. It's free knowledge. You can be doing dishes, listening to a podcast. You can be driving in the car. Messages about the Bible, through the Bible, from Genesis to Revelation, with the most amazing theological minds, Bible teachers, thinkers, communicators, people that can dumb it down into simplistic language. And we have all of this information, but do we make the faith choice to add to our faith knowledge. It's only to our benefit if we do. And so, uh, you know, one final thought um, before I give you two application challenges uh, for, for, our, for yourself. Final thought is this. Have you ever prayed for wisdom? I know I do all the time. And you ever wonder how God's going to answer that prayer? You know, because I've sat and I've said, Lord, you said get wisdom, so Lord, give me wisdom. And then you kind of just sit there like... <laughs> You know, like Solomon kind of, Solomon, I know, like Solomon had a dream, right? Like Solomon had a dream. I know, he had this dream and God says, ask what you want. And he said, I'll, I'll take wisdom because I don't know how to do any of this king stuff. It's kind of over my head, you know, and God said, okay, done. And he woke up and he knew he just had it, you know, and I'm like, is that how it works? You know what I mean? <laughs> Only I've prayed for wisdom a thousand times and I've never felt like, God flipped a light switch, and here it is. I, I, I mean, I've seen a little evidence of it, like where I'm annoyed by stupidity. I think that's a sign, a little bit of a sign of wisdom, you know, <laughs> but, but not really, you know. <laughs> but, but listen, here's just a novel thought, okay? If you pray for wisdom and God leads you to a source of knowledge, that's an answer to, to that prayer, okay? Because knowledge translates into wisdom. And so sometimes we're praying for wisdom in a particular area of our life. I don't, I don't know how to be a parent. 
I don't know how to run a business. I don't know how to prepare for retirement. I don't know how to uh, deal with these health issues. It's an issue, and we're praying for wisdom in it. And sometimes God answers that prayer by leading us to a source of knowledge. Someone hands you a book, and they say, hey, have you ever read this book? And you go, I don't read books. You know what I mean? You just threw the answer to prayer away, maybe. You, you know, And so knowledge is the foundation of the wisdom. So application questions as we close is what small thing can you cut out of your life, your daily life right now, where you could add in some gaining knowledge? So what are the time wasters maybe uh, in your life right now, things, just the mindless things that are doing nothing for you that you could maybe cut out and in, in place of it, you could read the Bible for five minutes or ten minutes or uh, listen to something or write some things down or think some things through or date yourself <laughs> and, or something. You know, what, what are some things that you could cut out of your life that you could replace with adding knowledge? And then number two is how can you couple adding knowledge to something that you're already doing? Do you have a commute that you could put on a Bible teaching or listen to a podcast? Uh, Do you have times where you're doing something mindless that you could put earbuds in and and be listening and adding knowledge? Like where can you couple adding knowledge to something that you're already doing in your life right now? The outcome of it is going to be the ability to see the next step. It's going to help us to discern God's voice, to know his will, and to make good choices uh, going into the future. Now, next week, We're going to talk about self-control, which is a very logical next step. Thanks for joining us for the Pastor Nick Santo podcast. To regularly receive these teachings, be sure to subscribe so that you can get it automatically when it's released. If you find this material helpful, please share it and help us get the message of Jesus out to others. We also appreciate your feedback. So if you would, leave a review in iTunes or email us at pastor.nickpc at gmail.com. Until next time, may you continue to love, learn, and live the way of Jesus.